0: Hello and welcome to Quad Trivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in
1: Eastern Washington and Northern Idaho. I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia, also in Chicago. And I'm Calvin with Footnote Trivia in San Francisco. How are you all doing this week? Doing pretty well. Well. Feeling
0: feeling a little bit better recently.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit too.
2: (laughs) This has been a good uh, weekend. Can't complain. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I guess maybe a a peek behind the curtain. Uh, We are recording this episode on Sunday, November eighth. So, a lot of political news (laughs) happening these last few days. So uh,
0: funnily enough, too, our last recording were were any of you on the last one,
1: other than no, me? No, just me. Or okay, I should yeah, say, me me and my, you.
0: Uh, That last one was on Friday, and I think that was before we got official results, right? Yeah,
1: before it was officially so
0: we're, called. We're we're sandwiching it here, and it's, of course, this is all going to come out in <laughs> several weeks now. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind around here. For those of you that don't
2: remember, <laughs> here's a reminder of how crazy <laughs> early November was, right? Um, so it was uh, the 49th and 50th month of 2020 um, <laughs> as things are moving along, you know, um, you know, and a little bit of sad news today, which is a little bit sombering. Uh, today was the passing of Alex Trebek. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just get, you know, get that out of here. Uh, elephant in the room is something kind of probably in all of the back of our minds here. Um,
1: so, yeah, it
0: was a, a big bummer to wake up to today.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he shout was out a to Mr. Quebec. Yeah, he was a constant companion to all of us trivia nerds for most of us, most of our lives. So I'm sorry to hear that he went. It's very sad. But I'm sure he would not want
2: us to be, <laughs> um, you know, dwelling on it too much. Uh, you know, his legacy stands for what it is and for the most part that is extremely positive and you know i think some people might not even be in the trivia space if it wasn't for him so i say we celebrate that and yeah kind of keep it on a positive sure. note yeah i'm sure
0: All right, well speaking of a positive note oh our dirt. topic lord. tonight
1: <laughs> is music
2: which is full of notes
1: uh oh, good lord
2: <laughs> no just because jason's not here
0: <laughs> someone's got to uh make the stupid jokes
2: let's say i i, I think i put all of the uh the I, I gave us enough puns for months of material in one round so we didn't have to oh. do that when he wasn't here yeah I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> still recovering Just <laughs> from the bad puns <laughs> from, oh, from the live God. episode Oh. <laughs> All right. all right, moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: music rounds. We're going to be talking about music rounds tonight. Um, something that not all pub trivia has, I've noticed. Um, but it, it, for me personally, it's been a part of my uh, trivia from the beginning. It's always been there. Um, and I, I set up my venues and my locations around the ability to do it. What about y'all? Do you do we all do a uh, music round here? I think I'm going to be the
2: odd one out here. Um, I do not do a music round like you guys do with actual music. Mine are, and uh, as I, I showed in that uh, in one of our episodes where I, I did our our question round, I tend to find a way to write about music, whether it be weirdly describing a song, and you have to give me the artist and the song, or um. Going into the history or the uh, background of a song and, uh, you know, having you figure out what it is. So it's going to be interesting because I-, I like the way you guys do it, but I-, I I always come at it from a different angle.
3: Yeah. Do you not ask music questions more for a technological limitation as in the uh, you can't play audio clips or is that just kind of a game decision for you?
2: There's nothing that would stop me from having to play an audio clip. Like, I mean, like I always just, we, but for the most part of our shows, especially the live shows, uh, when we do them, um, laptops plugged into the sound source, uh, we could easily play stuff in the background to say track one on the screen. Like, uh, tell me what the song is, uh, things like that. But we usually don't. And so I take, like I said, I have a little fun with that. Whereas you saw my one round where, um, all the songs in the round were, uh, a, 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 a woman's first name and I described the lyrics without actually using maybe a couple of the regular lyrics in the song, but mostly like funnily describing mm. the lyrics. And then somebody had to give me the name of the person. Like I remember who, that whose name is, the song, or that is the a good song. Round. I like that one. So I, I try to do fun things like that. I'm, I'm not opposed to doing actual music rounds. It's just not something I've actually done because uh, again, just, finding a way to to do it in a different manner uh it's something i enjoy so like i said i think i'll I'll have a different perspective on this than everybody else because i know a lot of you guys actually use music uh which is great and i love playing those rounds because i'm a huge music buff yeah
1: so So, uh, calvin and Corey, do you guys do a music round every week i do yes i did one about like
3: Uh, I do. I have a halftime round where it's ambiguous whether it's going to be music or uh, images. I usually, I usually tend towards music, and uh, I like the. I I, somehow music to me is different than questions about music. There's this audio component that a lot of people really, really love and almost kind of expect. So I try to accommodate that. It's just like a
1: different type of thinking and a different approach to answering questions. I I think um, I didn't know if you did one every week or not, Calvin. I think you and I are kind of in the same boat in terms of frequency. I also do my halftime round uh, is where I put my multimedia stuff. So if I do an audio an audio based round or something or a picture based round, that's where it goes. So just like you, I flip flop in between different things. Um,
0: Uh, see I I always have a music round and a multimedia round. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, sometimes the Uh, multimedia will be it's almost always a picture round but if I were going to do like sheep sheep would go in multimedia or uh, sometimes I'll play a gif of a famous scene from a movie and the ask will be what popular movie quote is uh, being said in the scene things like that yeah Um, yeah that's that is always always a music round and then always a multimedia round, which is going to be a little more skipping, a little, yeah. little more loose.
3: Here's come up to me. I feel like music rounds are kind of the most, not polarizing, that's not quite the right word, but for the very good teams, it's their wild card. It's where they drop points. It's where week in or week out, they're unsure how they're going to do. Because I think they comment that music really is a crapshoot. It's like, hey, you, he- you heard the songs you know, and you haven't heard the songs you don't know. There's not too much in the way of figuring things out. So like the, the, I have a couple of like really good question answering teams who are kind of skeptical about music rounds. They enjoy them, but they feel like they drop points. But at the same time, I found that a lot of casual people love music rounds. It's kind of like, to them, it's the McDonald's French fries of trivia. It's what they come for, and the questions are just nice to have as well. So, I'm does that kind of mirror your audiences? Is that the takeaway that you see? Um, I, I think that's pretty, pretty
0: accurate. Um, it's definitely an issue that i've I've run into in the past too with the the whole uh, it being a crap shoot. So I just I do my best to make it um, either shitty for everyone or open <laughs> to everyone. I also, I also make it a 20 point round, uh, full point for the artist, full point for the title. So, um, it, you know, it just it gives them a, a little more chance of staying competitive, even if they're not big into music.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a round that uh, people will for our game we you put different point chips on each round so one two three four five We will see a lot of people blow their five point chip on the music movies tv on so entertainment as a whole um because they'll usually have at least one person on the team who is really 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 good at pop culture while the rest of the team are really good at all the other like you know varying degrees of other types of trivia questions but it, i think it's very polarizing i don't see a lot of Middle chips. You either have the teams that are very good at everything else, and they will throw their one point chip on that round, or you will have the teams who have like the one or two really strong pop culture people, and they're pretty good at everything else, and they will just put their big chip on the round. It's rarely something in the middle. It's very strange.
1: Yeah, I I tend to see the same thing in in my game. There are some people that uh, really like my audio runs There's some people that really dislike my audio rounds, I think a lot of that is because of the song choices uh, that I use, or I guess rather what Calvin had said about either hearing a song before or not hearing a song before um, because I tried to be as diverse as I possibly can in my song choices. Um, so that leads me. How do you guys go about like if you were going to put together just a plain old Name this song round. How do you go about picking the songs that you want to use?
0: Um, there's a couple different ways that I go about that. First of all, it's going to depend on if I'm doing, uh, you know, like a themed music round. Yeah. Uh, which I will occasionally do. No, you know, it, it could be that I'm playing all music that has uh, a color in the artist or title. And in that case, I'm going to be a little more um, loose with the songs that I'll use. I still try really hard to keep it to mainstream songs, you know, not mm-hmm. uh, uh, not track nine on the album that nobody's ever heard of. Um, I look for chart toppers, or at least uh, songs that chart know oh, u s top forty um, or adult top forty, uh, mainstream top forty, billboard hot 100, things like that. I figure are fair enough game. yeah, um, that's kind of uh, where I like to draw the line, really.
1: yeah, one of the one of the things that I do with my rounds, if I very rarely do just a name that tune style round where it's just audio clips. Um, So I'm always doing some sort of theme. um, Just trying to get uh, like a chunk of songs that all share either a naming convention or work together in some sort of mystery theme or something like that. Mystery theme ones are harder to put together because your pickings are slim depending on the theme that you're trying to do. Um, But I, I do about the same thing. I, I think I'm a little bit looser in terms of um, if that specific song was a single, if the artist is a big enough artist um, and the artist part is the part that fits into the mystery theme or what I'm going for. And they're recognizable. Like I can't think of a theme off the top of my head where Adele would be part of a mystery theme, but I'm computer pretty sure. what's that computer brands. Oh yeah. Computer. There, there you go. Um, dude you're getting Adele yeah Um, but you like I think most people that have heard her other songs if they heard a song that was Adele that wasn't a radio single or something that they had maybe heard before they would be able to at least say that sounds like Adele and so depending on the situation I may stray a little bit further away from the singles especially if it's like the title of the song shares the name of the album or um, anything like that. Like, uh, I, I don't know if Cause I Love You from Lizzo was a radio single or not, but that's that's one that jumps to mind. That's like, that's the name of the album. It kind of makes you think of her, even if you don't know it's her, if she sings Cause I Love You, you know, things like that.
0: Let's talk that- about, uh, We we know how we... We've got an idea of how we pick the songs, Uh, but once you pick it, what do you do with it? How are you preparing it? Like, are you just, uh, do you build a playlist in Spotify? And when it gets time for that round, you just play it? Or are you sitting there in an audio program and uh, creating clips? Um, Calvin, what do
3: you do? I always create an MP3 out of uh, the audio clips that I want. I like being in control. I like not being reliant on accidentally not pausing at the right spot or whatever. So I always prepare an MP3 and that's just my little thing that I always do. I do
0: the same too. Um, I open Audio director. I, I get the exact portion of the song that I want. I do what I need to do to it and I save the question part and the answer part of it. Upload it to Google Drive, so I do uh, stream it that way. But, uh, having the control and not having to remember when to pause or whatever is pretty important
1: for a lot of my my clips. So, yeah, I do kind of the same thing, um, but I do almost. You guys using your audio softwares and stuff? I just do mine inside of iTunes. I will. I'll download the song that I want to use, usually by ripping off an MP3 from YouTube, uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, what I'll do is I'll find the section of the song that I want to use, and I will use the song info in iTunes to cut it to the section that I want to use. And then I intersperse, I have multiple or multiple copies of the same song that are essentially uh, 60 seconds of silence. And so uh, depending on what type of game I'm running, like if it's a mystery theme where I'll play all 10 in a row, they'll just fade into one another as they go. Uh, Or if I'm doing one at a time where I want an answer after each one, they all fade in and fade out from silence. Um, And that's all stuff that's included inside of iTunes. I don't have any extra anything besides that. It's just utilizing the ability of iTunes to do its job.
3: I like fading in and fading out my audio clips just a little bit so it's not as harsh. So that's the only reason why I don't do that. And I also used to use uh, YouTube to MP3 until I tried recording my computer audio directly, found out it works. So now I can just play the section on Spotify that I want, record it to an MP3, modify it in an audio editing software. And that saved me so much time. So I did that about a week ago, and I'm a fan. So that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, good to know that after almost four years, I finally figured that out now.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, with the way that I do my audio rounds, and this will definitely be something that we touch on here in a couple of minutes, but uh, yeah, it, I have to make clips. Uh, it, it wouldn't work otherwise, because I, I do a lot of things that change the song. I'm doing them backwards or sped up or, you know, we'll talk about that. But first I want to touch on uh, both Jeff and Calvin admitting to breaking the lock. Um, oh, so what are you let, talking about? What you let's talking move about? in. Let's move into like DMCA, uh, licensing things like that. I am going to open it up with saying, as uh, because I, I now have this full entertainment company, uh, I, I DJ corporate and holiday parties, I, I DJ weddings, I do karaoke stuff like that. So, I do have uh, several licenses, plus, I've got the uh, I don't remember if it's called the Pandora Plus or whatever. I've got the Pandora that allows me to play it, uh, music in venues and and in public. Um, Plus, I've got a shitload of songs that I have legally purchased for the purpose of DJing. Uh, And I luckily am able to just use those most of the time. There's a song that I really need and I don't have it. 99% 99% of the time I'll be able to run to Amazon and buy just that track for you know, anywhere from what, 50 cents to a dollar 25. And I'll just, I'll do that.
2: Now, one thing that this is uh, something I can speak to just from having dealt with this over the year, you know, with uh, knowing about it and then karaoke DJing and stuff like that is uh, there are two sides to this. The, kj or the trivia host needs to have bought the tracks legally uh first and foremost the second side of it the venue needs their licensing as well if you were at a venue so you have to have the bmi or the ascap or the hundreds of others out there depending on what you're playing um but those are the big ones the bmi and ascap um otherwise the venue is actually liable um for some of this stuff Is is that Um, that something you check with before you go uh, into somewhere that they have their licensing? I don't.
0: That is on them, as you said. And I mean, that's primarily, I I don't believe that that would apply to like me doing a music round. I could be wrong. Uh, And we're definitely going to do a huge preface here for all the listeners. None of us are lawyers on this episode. Nothing that we say (laughs) should ever be uh, considered or or taken as advice or um, uh, suggesting a way to do anything or anything else. (laughs) Just don't listen to us and say, oh, those Quadrivia fucks did it, so I can too. Um, But yeah, I I assume that the venue has all of their licenses uh, up to date, everything that they need. And I just
2: worry about covering my own ass. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. And uh, as Corey said, every state's different, too, for the most part, from what I know. And again, definitely look into your local laws and check things out if you're going to be using a lot of audio. Um, But the venue having the BMI and ASCAP are two huge things to cover their ass um, to say anything. Uh, But obviously, if somebody from a record label or somebody sitting there, they could also ask to see your licenses uh, or, you know, they could petition you after the fact. Do you have the right to play this stuff? um so making sure that you have receipts <laughs> as a professional business owner make sure that you can prove
1: that you le- bought stuff um, i keep all the receipts from the mp3s the mp3s that i ripped from youtube videos i have all my receipts <laughs> if anybody wants to see them
0: <laughs> so that that does though bring up a really interesting uh, thought if you we'll, we'll just assume that you know you have whatever rights and licenses you would need to say play uh, a song on YouTube or Spotify or whatever in the venue, then would that right also cover you taking a clip of that song to reproduce?
1: Uh, See, it, this
2: is where there's the shaky ground of fair use Exactly. Like. Um, and again, this would be sure. Sort of some lawyer, nope. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm horror. sure we're going to get an internal message on. I'm going to strangle you. Um, but <laughs> at, at the same time, like. I would say check your local laws first, because even though there are federal laws, particularly the DMCA, which covers a lot of this, um, fair use also has that shaky ground of how much of the song you're using. Um, If you are remixing the song, uh, there are there's it's parody laws. And then there's another one um, that cover you actually using a clip of the song for your own purposes and only playing like a certain length of a song like it's a very very smoky area um, actually i want to stop you right there because i
0: maybe i might turn out to be the asshole right here uh and if so i'm super okay with that but i'm pretty sure that you are completely wrong about that um i don't think that we have any laws that allow that uh fair use and parody and things like that it is an argument that you can use in your defense after you have been uh, sued or taken to court or whatever. You can't just say, oh, I'm covered by parody laws. I'm covered by fair use. You would have to argue it in front of a judge. Uh, That said, and this is is something that I I have looked into specifically for my trivia. Um, And I, I looked up like, precedent and, and did some research for Washington state. So I don't know if this applies, uh, anywhere else, <laughs> but I, I am very confident, uh, with my program in particular, uh, that if I, if a, a label were to take me to court, that I would be able to defend myself uh, under the, the fair use guidelines assuming it doesn't turn into like some major having to throw money at it thing like obviously any label is going to be able to outspend me but as far (laughs) as getting in front of a judge i i do believe that doing these trivia rounds at least in the format that i do them i would be able to cover it and i I want to touch on what the guidelines are really quick if you guys are okay with it
2: absolutely the more information you put out there about that the better so uh,
0: to kind of cover my ass and to make sure that I'm hopefully uh, safe under this if I do need to <laughs> or defend myself in court. Um, the research that I found says the guidelines you need to look at are the purpose and the character of your use, uh, the nature of the copyrighted work, how much of the work was taken and the effect of the use upon the market. Um, and in those, they also consider like uh, in the purpose of the use. That's where you're talking about like transformative things, like uh, doing a parody, or for me personally, altering the clip. You know, playing it backwards, or just playing uh, one word from it, or speeding it up, slowing it down, and using it uh, in an educational manner. Not trying to make money off of it. Not using the entire song every time. Uh, so, so those are the things you kind of want to look at, keep in mind. Um, yeah, as long as you're not out there using these clips to shit-talk the artist and <laughs> make money off of it, I feel comfortable doing it, yeah. personally.
2: say uh, but... the, the, the wording in that that I find the most interesting is educational. It's in the middle of a trivia show. You're not there to make money off the music. It is a part of an overarching project.
1: Come to my trivia game where the audio round will be all of Kanye's unreleased album played back to back. (laughs) Right. But obviously as uh,
0: all of us can clearly see, and I'm sure all of our our listeners are realizing there is so much on just the topic of legality surrounding uh, music rounds and other stuff that's included in trivia in general. Uh, so I think we're going to move on from this particular part of Music Rounds. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more about it, you know, maybe we pull Aaron on. We'll see if we can find a a, a guest that's got experience in this field, too. Um, let us know. Uh, shoot, yeah, email, yeah, shoot us an email at uh, quadriviapod at gmail.com. Say, yeah, we want to know about the legalities. And we'll uh, try to get an episode touching on all this soon. But... Right now, uh, Jeff, I already mentioned one of the things I do is I I play backwards music a lot. What do you Mm -hmm. you do? How do you present a music
1: round? Um, My music rounds are uh, both in real life and on my stream. They are in one of two formats. One is the mystery theme where uh, a word from the title or artist can be uh, mishmashed with words from the other titles and artists in that little chunk to become a theme. Uh, We've talked about mystery themes before. That's no secret what those are. Um, Some of the other things that I do, I really like doing uh, 8-bit versions of music. Um, And that general idea of here's a song that you've probably heard 100 times played in a completely different style by a different artist. Or I like doing uh, marching band covers, 8-bit covers. Like I said, I tried to do a mariachi one but it's really hard to to get one where they sing the lyrics in Spanish. They generally sing the original lyrics, which kind of ruins the the whole thing. Um, I've done ones where I find artists from around the world that perform a song that you already know in a different language um, and asked for the language as part of the answer. Like, what's the song and in what language for like a little half point additional? I had a really
0: fun one with that specifically with languages. I used the song uh, Hello by Adele.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: We've never referenced on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, And I I took a a portion of the I think I did the the, uh, chorus from each Mm -hmm. one, um, but did it all in a different language and had them try to identify the language. And the last one, uh, because I had TVs at that venue, was gif of some or a, a clip of somebody doing it in sign language which was really fun.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's a pretty easy get. But yeah, That's yeah. a cool idea. Sorry to interrupt you there. I just Oh, no, that's it. all right. I like it. Um yeah. as so mostly for my audio rounds uh it's it's either like I said the mystery theme um or it is some kind of mechanic based on recognize the actual tune itself. Like the not necessarily something from the lyrics, but the actual melody of a song, in a way that you're not prepared for. My favorite one of those that I've ever done was right after my youngest son Luke was born. I did a round about babies, like stuff that had babies in the name, and and then the next round, previous, or right after that was all lullaby, the rockaby baby versions of popular songs, <laughs> where they play it with like little kids xylophones and stuff like that. It's all like little. Squeaky noises and stuff, and that one was so much fun to hear. People go like, "What am I?" Oh, that's the Clash! Like, <laughs> and go, I get it now. So that was a that was a fun round to do. But I don't do any of the the extra like remix versions that you do. It, how do you how do you go about playing a backwards <laughs> a backwards song? You know, there's actually. I'm gonna to have to pace myself here
0: because I could genu. I I love this particular topic, and I could do a full episode about my backwards music. Um, instead, I want to hear from Calvin first, if he doesn't mind, and then I'll I'll kind of pull it away and and talk about those. But I want to make sure that uh, Calvin gets in here first.
3: Yeah, I got a lot to say. <laughs> uh, so music kind of mirrors my normal trivia philosophy. I don't want to just play a song and have people name it. I think it's a little bit unfair to teams to kind of just straight up name a song. So I don't necessarily transform the audio like uh, you do Corey, but I do try to uh, have opportunities to play as many, like play multiple songs per question. So a very basic one is three different songs with the same title. We can go back to using Adele's Hello as an example, since that's a good one. Uh, (laughs) There's multiple artists who have songs called Hello, uh, Book of Mormon, Lionel Richie, Adele. So if you play a little five to ten second clip of each one, and you ask them to name uh, the title and a couple of the artists. It gives people more into that question. Uh, another one I like asking is the wheel of fortune before and after style of where you um, play two songs and the artists have a word in common. So yeah, I like, I like um, opportunities to play multiple songs. I think it's just uh, has a few more ins to it, but at the same time, my personal favorite one has nothing to do with that philosophy. And I think I can kind of skirt around all legal issues if I do this round indefinitely, but it's, Uh, Certain songs have a very identifiable opening first second, like one second's length of audio. So I give the year and I play one second of the opening song. And there are teams that hate it. And there are teams that freaking love it because it just mirrors that kind of mentality of like being at a club. And when one song ends and the next song comes on, everyone's wondering what the next song will be. So, I know those are two very differing philosophies, but that that one second one's very personal to me. I like identifying songs and remember, oh, this would be a good one second song. So um,
0: first,'ll I'll answer the the question that I originally threw to Jeff here. Uh, the types of music rounds that I do, uh, the types themselves are super varied. Um, I do a lot of covers. Uh, and that's going to encompass things uh, like Jeff was talking about. The uh, I've done the the Rockabye Baby, you know, the, the uh, sleep versions of songs, or I'll do um, string quartet covers or punk rock covers, country covers, Weird Al parodies. Um, postmodern Jukebox is a huge uh, favorite of mine, and that always goes over really well venues, but, uh, covers are a huge one. And then also, uh, what I would probably call short or quick rounds where it'll be literally one word. I'll take one word from a song and play that three or four times. Um, or I will do, you know, just three or five seconds of a song, kind of like your one second songs. I have them go through that. Um, I've got transformative rounds where I either speed up or slow down a song or we do like an eight bit cover or a, a helium cover, something like that. And more. I mean, there's still so many more. Uh, but the one that people really the one that people know me for and talk about and bitch about, whether it's me playing it or not playing it is the
3: backward ground. So I have a question for you about that. Yeah, how do you know what or what makes a song a good candidate to become a backward song? For me, uh it's definitely a lot on the
0: artist and their voice um because so much of the artist's voice does come through forward or backwards. Um I don't want one that has a super repetitive background, uh, beat, because a surprisingly high number of songs, the beat sounds almost identical backwards. Um, and, and that can make it too easy. You know, if, if you're trying to, to make it a more difficult round. Uh, but the number one thing I think for me is I want a good verse right before a chorus. I want, a, I want people singing or rapping or whatever that then goes right into a super recognizable chorus because that lets me st- uh, end the clip just a couple seconds into the chorus and take the 15 seconds prior to that and play it backwards. So they're going to get that, that recognizable chorus just for a moment and still hear a portion of the song that is gettable. Um, when you have the, like the bridge or whatever that always plays before the chorus, it's a little too recognizable. Um,
3: it, I guess you also don't have to worry about playing the title of the song because it's backwards, it's backwards. backwards. <laughs> <And I knew laughs> which is something th- that we all struggle with, not being able to play the title of the song.
0: I do often uh, intentionally do that. I'll, that'll sometimes be, because it'll usually be, you know, in the chorus or so. Um, I do love to make the title of the song be the very last thing that is heard when it's playing forward. Uh, because that's it's almost a, a dirty trick question that way. You know, I'm putting the answer in there. They just don't know it. Uh, but also, the other thing that I'll try to do when I'm creating the clip itself is... Uh, and this goes back to to being the start of the chorus. I like to end the clip during the portion that people know the best, because then when I'm playing the answers, as soon as the answer stops playing, you've got a bar full of trivia players that are all singing a song acapella. And it's just, <laughs> it's a little bit it, it's fun. Uh, people laugh, and I'll I'll just make this big exaggerated. Uh, um, show of me sitting back and crossing my arms and waiting for them to finish singing. And, and it, it's fun. It, it Even when people don't enjoy the type of music or the music round in general, it gets them into it and they have a good time and that's what I'm trying to do with it. So. Uh, actually, I think, uh,
2: <laughs> to cut in on that one, I've actually had that happen with my written music stuff. Uh, the, again, the, going back to the one round we uh, did on the show uh, of mine, Every single song when we finished uh, or when they figured it out or we got to the answer, people started singing it. There was actually a pause between questions as people were singing along. And it, it, it's a oddly weird and really fun experience.
0: It, is, it, it means that people are actually connecting with what you're doing. And it just it feels really good to me.
3: So. People can't complain that, oh, the song's too obscure. No one's going to know this when they hear a whole room full of people singing it.
0: Exactly. And, and the people that are like, Oh my God, it's, oh, it's, I love it. But uh, I'm going to stop. Like I said, I could go about this for hours and I know that we don't have that kind of time. So I'm going to force this into the next one. Once you've played the clip, what do you want as an
3: answer? And how strict
0: are you with those answers?
3: So I'm going to throw out my proposal, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree, but in terms of like the basic ones, I feel like asking for an artist is the easiest. Asking for a title is reasonable. And asking for lyrics is a slippery slope that I usually don't go down.
1: Yeah, I'm on really board with that as well. I do almost always,
3: probably a good
0: 95% of the time, I am looking for both an uh, artist and a title or a movie and a title, you know, if I'm doing Disney songs or something like that. Um, typically, the only time I'm not is if it's like playback David Bowie. Well, obviously, I'm not going to give them a point for writing David Bowie 10 times. <laughs> but,
2: uh, yeah. well, besides that, do you guys ever give like partial credit or if it's like worth multiple points? Do you give like one point if they can name just the artist or just the song?
1: I've I've done that in the past. Yeah, I don't I don't always do that because um, old old me was a little bit more strict about it, which uh, brings me to what I currently do now. Um, I just like Corey, I ask for song title and artist. Um, And I've always told people give me as much of this information as you can give me Uh, because if you demonstrate knowledge, uh, you know, I it might push me closer to accepting an answer that's slightly wrong but better. So um take for example uh Adele's song Hello, which I think is the first time we brought that song up tonight. Um <laughs> heard that one. Is, that, is that new? <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. So like if the if somebody had written uh hello from the other side Adele, I would accept that. It has everything that you need to know just because you added extra words, you know Whatever. That's extra writing on your half. I don't care about it. Um, if they had written from the other side Adele, I don't think I'd count that because that misses the entire part of the title. Um,
0: 100% with you so far.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to find a way to turn this into one that I might accept. Uh, because they're... Yeah. Um, um, uh, the song, uh,
3: absolutely, parentheses, Story of a Girl.
1: I okay, feel like yeah. you need
3: absolutely. And this is the story of a girl is not sufficient, even though it's the parentheses part. Like, you know, the songs whose titles are completely different than yeah, the
1: contents. That's actually that's like that's an easy way to take this. So like um, the song Don't Fear the Reaper, absolutely the story of a girl. Um,
3: uh, bring Me to Life by Evanescence.
1: Yeah. That's, the Wake
3: Me Up Inside song, because Wake yeah, Me wake Up me Inside up. is not the title of the song.
1: Yeah, like Good Springs. Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day. Yeah. What's the four non-blonde one? Uh, it's uh, what's, oh, up? what's up, Yeah, nah, what's going uh, on. Exactly. That's a fun
3: story in of itself.
1: Yeah. And what do you, do you accept both? It would, for me, getting back to why I did it this way, it, it it involves demonstration of knowledge about the correct answer. If you are most of the way there and you miss a word, Or, you know, like you are, you miss the, or uh, some word is transposed with a synonym or something similar like that, where I could see that somebody said, I know this song, I know this artist, and they just didn't have it on like a five or six word title. You know, I'm not going to, if they don't get all six words of a longer title, I'm not going to discredit their answer. And so I know that that's not a great answer to this question because it's really wishy-washy on my end. You
0: know, um, that's that's one of the things though that's a little bit different about the music round as opposed to a trivia round, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's sometimes
0: sure. gonna be, I feel like the music round is the one where more often I'm making a judgment call. Absolutely. More so yeah. than
1: any other round, so. I think the only real example of uh, me being extra weird about the way that I do things is when, it, when it's a mystery theme round generally the mystery theme is a huge chunk of the points in that little section. And so if they get the part, either the song title or the artist that has the hint to the mystery theme in it, generally I will kind of allow that, especially the way that I used to do it is that the song and song and artist were little tiny minuscule points like two per, and then the theme was like 10. So I would throw, you know, if it was something like that I wouldn't mind. Okay, they got the part that has the hint in it. I'm not going to need much more. They know what they're they know where they're going with that. But that's very few and far between that I'd use uh, that was more an older style of me to do things. Um what about
0: this is the one that I hear a lot of comments about at my own games. What about featured artists or with or um, songs like oh, there's that zane and Taylor Swift song. Or technically, uh, they're um credited. It's not a want to live
3: forever.
1: I think that's the one. Yeah how how do you deal with those? That one for me would be on a case by case basis. I think if um like uh what's a good example of this? Okay, so the song Titanium. Right, you guys know who originally wrote that. Sia yes. and David Guetta. You would yeah. take
3: only one of those,
1: or you take I either? either. I would accept me personally. I would accept both Sia and David Guetta. Both, yeah, and also I, both of them at the same time. I would only accept David Guetta. Yeah, you would not take Sia, Sia. Would be the featured artist on oh, interesting. that. Interesting. But um, I, I, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say that I might have to roll that back based on how that song was written. Um, I think if both of them have a writing credit, I would accept both. If one of them is a featured artist, I would not accept just the featured artist. But I believe that that is an example of where the two artists collaborated to write a song together, and one person sings it, and the other person did the production. Um, I could be totally wrong on that. but. Uh, so- as, as a pose. little bit I think it frankly like I would be
3: very I'm pretty loose about taking a feature artist but if you play an audio clip and you tell me the person's voice that is featured that is in the clip like if you play titanium and Sia singing and you put Sia titanium it'd be very I wouldn't feel comfortable marking that person as incorrect like you you identify the person singing in the song that seems like that should be enough to get credit yeah now I and this is going to be like a super niche part of this discussion,
0: because I, uh, that song in particular, I believe, is a very special case. But um typically, what i what I tell my players is, I don't give a shit about who it's with or who is featured. I want the credited artist uh, for whom it uh, was an album track. That is what I am looking for. yeah on uh, whose album would you find this song? Exactly. And now, the reason that song in particular, i I think is a special case. Did't Sia also release it as a single?
3: Uh, I feel like that happens more often than not for artists, right? yeah, I believe she did.
0: Um in which case, something like that, I would also specify. You know, if they've both released it, but only one got, uh, you know, recognition for it, or only one of them charted, or whatever. That's what I'm looking for.
1: And typically, yeah. I'm gonna just try to shy away from songs that get that confusing, anyways. This but, is this is uh, my fault for picking such a bad example because Sia did. It's, C- it's, it's right. a good example, <laughs> though. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. You're right. General, I am
0: better <laughs> you know, thrift shop. I get people that that complain because I
3: put macklemore you know macklemore, macklemore is and ryan lewis is yeah. if someone puts in korea and it's clearly south korea i'm gonna give it to them you know what i mean like <laughs> it's if you don't i'm <laughs> i'm be, sorry guys for everyone who put macklemore it's macklemore and ryan lewis like that's uh because oh, what would you do if somebody just put ryan, ryan lewis? lewis i'd be like you're being a smart ass because you definitely know it's macklemore as well <laughs> But that's that's why I don't do it. I I don't yeah. want that. Uh, the the
0: option of it's the same as if you ask for you know name one of the four corner states, then somebody names three states, but one of them isn't. Uh, I see. What so I mean. just I just I don't want to mess with that. I don't want them to say, oh, that's Eminem featuring Adele, uh, uh-huh. when it's Eminem featuring Rihanna, and then I'm like, well, you're wrong. But I didn't even want the featuring artist. Oh, interesting. That. I give you the point. So I just, I shut that down and and just try to avoid that entirely. Okay. I get yeah. very worked up about it because I have people bitch all the time. They're like, well, we put features, so we should get extra points.
3: No, no. <laughs> no just don't. <laughs> what, yeah, um... that, that's a real, that's what makes music such a hotly contested round. It's.
0: <laughs> what do you do when people do contest? How do you deal with the people arguing specifically about music or when people talk over your audio clips, what do you do?
1: I'm, I'm lucky enough that I've had uh fairly decent luck with people not being too loud during the audio clips, but I'm also, uh, I've had volume issues because the entire sound system that I work with is controlled room by room. So I've had teams say, could you turn it up? And then I have to go find a bartender and be like, could you turn it up in the party room? And I've had issues like that, but never with people talking too loudly. But if that was the case, I would walk quietly over to them and slap them upside their head and say, shut up for a second. (laughs) Like uh, if you are actively, you know, like if you had a photo up on a TV screen and somebody stood up in front of the screen and just started waving so that nobody could see the picture, like, it's the same thing. Like, you're stopping teams from getting what they need to answer this question. I think
3: the situation, yeah. though, is what if they're not playing trivia? Because my situation is usually two people are not playing trivia and they're having a conversation. And when the audio plays, they start talking over the audio because they still want to have a conversation. Keep in mind, they're not here for trivia, like
0: yeah I so I play ten audio clips every time unless I'm doing like a a mashup round, uh, which would be five. I do ten clips, uh, and I will start off friendly and then passive aggressive and then aggressively aggressive. Um, I'm super fortunate. I know not all trivia hosts are are in this position, but uh, as I've touched on in previous episodes, i Get hired by venues as an aggressive trivia. I'm talking shit about the players. I'm swearing. I'm making fun of dumb answers. And so during the audio round, I get to say things like "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. Uh, an old standby is: hey, if you notice that you find yourself having to talk louder and louder to be heard over the music, it's because you're talking during the fucking music, which you shouldn't be doing. If you just shut the fuck up, it'll hear you as soon as it stops. Um, I really try to point out and press the fact that they're disrespecting all the people around them and that it's super rude. And in worst case scenarios, I've got great relationships with the employees at all of my venues and they have my back. They there's been people that have, you know, been removed from venues because you know two people are ruining the night for 48, 68, 88 other people that are there playing and spending money and having a good time. So I think that's a big part is, is making sure the staff in the venue is on your side and is going to uh, help you enforce the rules.
1: Like I said, I, I don't have, I, I shouldn't say I don't have, I have not had in my real life game had to really go tell somebody to shut up. I've had, I've had to tell people to shut up because they were screaming out answers, but not during an audio round. So I mean, I guess it's the same thing. I just have to or any any of us would just have to be like, hey, you know what? Stop. You're being obtrusive. You need to stop now. Stop.
0: Do you do you use your own equipment? Do you use house equipment? Uh, Yes.
1: (laughs) As an an inclusive or I use uh, my own sound equipment plugged into their own sound equipment. So I don't have a PA that I bring with me, but I have a mixing board that I use. I, another option that I'll sometimes employ,
0: uh, first of all, I'm I'm using, you know, full DJ speakers. These are big loud speakers. They get really loud. Uh, any given night, typically my audio round is being played at 20% of max volume and it's swamping the room. Uh, yeah. So I can turn it up really loud if I need to, or I turn it down really quiet so that it can't be heard and they get... Know, shit on by the other teams for talking so
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do that whole like teacher thing where you just start talking quietly or you play it quietly and then everyone it, that, that's the most powerful way i think to get people to quiet down you just classic elementary school teacher tactic all right let's talk about one last thing calvin yeah and i think it's the one that we've been kind of beating around the bush for and I think it's one that like affects audiences the most and I think they're wondering hey trivia hosts how do you decide which genres and years of music to play and you touched on this Corey initially with sticking with the billboard that seems like a very good safe space sticking with popular artists are there any genres you found people really like that seem obscure that violate the billboard rule, or are there any genres you thought were way more popular that really aren't all that popular? Anyone have any?
1: I I got something on that. The, um, even though they may not have charted classic rock, uh, there's a, there's a lot of songs that a lot of people know that never charted because they've been around for so long and they get played on classic rock stations. And even if they aren't fans of classic rock, Maybe their fathers listen to it, or maybe their mothers listen to it in the car. Same for like oldies, oldies, like the uh, the old top forty hits from even before classic rock. Um, it's those, interesting that you say
3: that because yeah. uh, my parents aren't from; they weren't born in the United States, so I never grew mm-hmm. up listening to music like that. And I wonder if, like, I feel like our the regions that we live factor in a lot into deciding who our audience is, who in turn uh, decides whether that's popular or not. Because, for example, for me, classic rock is not generally known around like the San Francisco ish area. Like, I don't think too many people
1: are keen on that as a preferred genre of music. Well, I don't necessarily mean preferred, but, um, I don't remember the exact wording on this, which is a shame because I love Led Zeppelin, but I don't believe that they ever had a number one single. I don't think that they ever had anything that really was a chart topper, but because they're Led Zeppelin, people tend to know their music. And I think that that's just because of their longevity and because they've just, you know, been a big part of the idea of classic rock. Um, So I was saying like, if you stray outside of the billboard, you know, top 40s or top 100s or whatever. Um, Classic rock is a fairly safe place to pull from because it's been around for longer. And it's classic for a reason. It keeps getting it's the same songs on repeat over and over and over again. Like um, when I was growing up, my parents would listen to the oldies station. And so I knew a ton about songs from the 50s and 60s when I was little that I had no right to know. You know, like I, that wasn't music that I was into. That's just what my parents had on. And so that gave me an extra. Adv- if I was playing trivia at that time when I was nine, that would have given me an extra advantage just because it has existed. And they played the same like 100 songs, you know, just on a weird loop. Um, so I was going to say, if you get outside of the Billboard Hot 100 era stuff, like uh, if you're looking for deeper cut singles or something, classic classic rock is not a bad place to look.
0: I think classic rock is definitely a safe uh, safe area, as well as most decades. Um, I think you can find stuff that anybody's going to recognize from the '60s and on. Yeah, um, but the the two real sweet spots are '80s and '90s. Uh, huh. Almost almost never have a poor music ground if it's 80s or 90s themed. Um, if you're a little more choosy with the songs themselves, 2000s does pretty well, too. Uh, a lot of people were in high school or middle school mm-hmm. uh, songs. But, yeah, if I need to stray outside of, of Billboard and charts, it's probably going to be decades.
2: Yeah, that's the uh, nostalgia era for most of the trivia goers, as we've talked about before. Huh. Yeah. On the flip side without
0: fail i will always have somebody saying you need to play more country i get people requesting country Uh, and remember i'm in eastern washington a lot of rural areas around here and especially north idaho well country is big over here um but without fail a couple times a year i'll give in i'll do a country round and it is consistently the worst performing round (laughs) <laughs> not only not only on, like, the regular teams, but he, even if the teams that are requesting country are there for it, and even if I'm playing really well, like, Garth Brooks, the Thunder Rolls, like, it's still consistently the worst performing genre. I don't know if it's because with any manipulation it all sounds the same or or what. People ask for it and then suck at it. <laughs> hip-hop hip-hop is up there
1: in terms not of as,
3: not as popular in terms of in terms of people
0: wanting more of it and then not performing well on it
1: I I think not that specifically rap hip-hop because Just... I think
0: oh go ahead I think with that when you do if you change the melody or you play it backwards or uh, anything like that it, it does greatly uh it changes that connection that you have to it. makes it harder to recognize. Do you
3: feel like the transformative nature is what's throwing people off? Or do you think even if you played a song straight up, they still wouldn't do that well? Um, I I think a lot of it
0: is the transformative part. Um, Because, yeah, definitely sometimes, especially with rap, if you've got somebody rapping really fast and you play it backwards, it's going to be harder to recognize that rapper's voice um same with country you get a lot of the deep timbers the the uh you know you know what country and, sounds like it. and i do think that that changing it up you know uh it just makes them sound a lot more similar and i, or I, on I... The flip side if you do a cover of a song it's not always the lyrics that are super recognizable in a country song it is that singer's voice and the way they do it so if you take that away and uh, they lose that connection.
3: I feel like I have to ask you this, Corey, but have you ever played Miss Elliott's Work It for your backwards round? <laughs> I have. I did that for okay. a backwards round on uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> All uh, right. Do we, Jeremy, You why don't you throw something in for us here really quick? Tell us uh, super quick a little bit more about your non-music music rounds, because I've missed your your contribution here
2: my sultry voice (laughs) um anything that we touched on that's
0: you know adjacent to your experiences
2: yeah no i actually it's been pretty spot on uh for the most part when i choose to write about songs or use lyrics or something like that to try to get people to you know answer the question it's very much uh similar i try to find songs that i know people are going to know or at least have a shot at um if i'm not choosing the hot 100 or this song peaked at whatever in this year i'm choosing a song from like we said like the nostalgia era that people are going to know um we've done like a 90s music theme round and ask questions about those songs for people to get it and uh yeah i mean for the most part that that's pretty much it like with the round where name the first name or name the name of the person in the song or the the woman's name um, everybody's heard of these songs not all of those were top you know top of the chart songs, but the classic rock ones, especially people know. And it's like, Oh, how does, how does that go? Okay. Who, what's the name? You know, something like that. We don't, you know, I, I don't go into obscure stuff Not that I'd be opposed to writing around, um, about more obscure music, but they would know it going into it and it would probably be from one of those eras. Um, it's not going to be obscure songs from the 1940s that's <laughs> an example yeah. that, that nobody's going to you know nobody's going to have a shot at um it, it's going to be one hit wonders from the 90s or 80s or it's going to be punk songs from that era or it's going to be grunge or something like that there there'll be a, a certain theme behind it to point people at least in the right direction even if I'm not going to use all the top hits it's going to be songs that people will have heard um, and it's going to, sh- you know, strike them as, oh, I know this song, or at least I've heard this before. And then a lot of times, because it's teams, one person goes, oh, it goes kind of like this, you know. And you'll hear, and this came out in the round, like there are people singing at the table trying to be quiet. Like it, it goes like this. What's the name? <laughs> What's the name of the song? Or, um, and it, it. That's why I love music rounds. Like I said, I haven't done it. Uh, I'm not opposed to doing sound music rounds. And maybe once the bars are back open and stuff. Or maybe even I'll throw it up on a stream someday, um, although without going back into it, I'm still not sure about the legal stuff on streams. But the I'm not opposed to doing it the way you guys do it with the uh, actual audio clips. I, I think that's a good way to do it. And as much as I hate it, Corey, I actually love your backwards music rounds because they're <laughs> they're intuitive. It Nobody else does it. Um, it's something people haven't heard before. The first time they hear it, it throws them for a loop. And I think it's fantastic. Um, and it's a and people, different way to do things.
0: People will come to my trivia four weeks in a row. The first three weeks, they'll bitch about the backwards music. And then on a week four, I'll play something else and they'll go, oh, we just brought our friends along so they could
2: see your backwards music. <laughs> yeah, right? Make up your mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, it's 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 fun that way. I kind of want to wrap us up with one thing that I've paid attention to. Uh, someone once made a comment to me earlier on who said that um, she felt that music was a very kind of exclusive round. And I think some of you alluded to it at the beginning. It's if I'm asking songs about songs that uh, typical American born in, the, born in the United States and they're, let's just say it, they're white. That their parents listen to it's not as accessible or it wasn't as accessible for people kind of like me whose parents didn't listen to that so i feel like music there's this point where at, how do you draw the line between playing songs people generally know versus still being inclusive for everyone and i'll just lead off with a comment what um specifically i had a girl ask me if like i wa- if i could play more latin american music Because she feels like um, it's not really played. And outside of your Ricky Martins and your Shakiras, you know, that's, frankly, that's American billboard stuff.
1: You, I don't think I really hear that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. The cliche ones. And I'm going to make a small caveat here. There's just because there's a Latin person in it doesn't necessarily make it Latin American music. Great. So, like, I just kind of want this, want to use this as kind of like an open table discussion about, like, what role do you see yourself as a trivia host and asking questions in terms of music how do you balance that
0: i think that that is incredibly important um it's something that i've also tied into questions i've noticed that i ask a lot of oh you know what did this man do or who is this oh it's a man and i try to uh more inclusive in that stuff as well but music wise as as terrible as this is i'm i'm acknowledging that i'm a fortunate terrible position here being in eastern washington and northern idaho the vast majority of my customers are white they're not first or second generation um and, and so it's it's not something that it comes up from the players typically. However, I I feel like I've grown in the last several years and have become more aware of this. And I I'll be putting together a round and I'll realize I've got nine white dudes singing right now. I'll go back and I'll I'll delete some and I'll I'll try to uh, include more artists that are people of color. Uh, I'll try to include more female artists. And I I just intentionally try to work those in there in a way that's still gonna work with the theme and the overall uh, feel of it. But that's because I feel like it's the right thing to do and not because-
3: Or also just to kind of like throw something out, for you, Corey, like you said, that your demographics primarily as you described. Do you feel like there might be people who don't go to trivia because, like, oh, I don't like, I don't know any of the songs. I wouldn't be good at those music rounds because, you know, if some other trivia host who doesn't pay as much attention as you puts nine white dudes and doesn't realize that there's anything wrong with that, then yeah, people who didn't grow up listen to that or who don't listen to that, they're not going to feel happy playing that kind of trivia,
1: yeah, it might have kind of a prohibitive effect.
3: So the fact that you're opening it up, I think it, like I think it's a good step, and it's definitely good progress towards maybe getting people like that into your games, which I think is also really important. I think one thing that that really kind of helped me with that shift
0: was uh I want to say about four years ago had a team of really awesome women that were playing and these women have followed me now from basically from the beginning of my career they're still playing uh they'll be in my uh, twitch streams They show up they are so supportive and so great and they know who they are um but I, I was doing a picture round And at the end of the picture round, one of them comes up and says, you just showed us 10 white dudes. It's like, shit, I did do that. And and I realized, like you're saying, I'm limiting who's going to enjoy my trivia and who's going to do well at it. And that's not what I set out for. Um, So even if it means I'm playing a song that nobody in the room is going to get, I'm still going to try to include uh, something. It's from a person of color or, you know, more female artists, things like that.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. I just know that, at least for me, it's something I'm becoming uh, more cognizant of. Uh, kind of like Corey, like it, when I at first didn't really think about it. And as I broadened my horizons and started talking to people um, and, and really trying to get other perspectives on things, it's something I'm trying to be very, very, very cognizant of in a- any of the questions I'm asking. Um, Am I doing a fair spread of different demographics am i being more inclusive in my questions um and yeah i mean for music being such a poignant topic for some people um or category uh it's definitely something that especially if i get into playing live clips i'm going to force myself to make sure i'm being inclusive and having different types of genres and different types of just music in general, uh, being inclusive with the artists, male, female, people of color, uh, LGBTQ representation, things like that, um, to be more inclusive. Because I think in the long run, that will actually bring more people to the shows and more people will enjoy it. Um, and that that's not the main goal of it. It's just to when people do come out, they're like, hey, I'm represented here um, because I don't know ahead of time who's going to be there. And I, I think that fosters a good environment. And it's something re I'm really trying to be very cognizant about in my writing.
3: I bring this up specifically during music, because I feel like more so than knowing facts about question stuff, music is kind of a more personal reflection of an individual, what music they listen to. So the fact that I feel like music is the round that really represents, uh, teams kind of like personality more so than science or history or whatnot. And that's why I feel so closely to kind of pushing for more diverse music. That's a principle that I feel very strongly about. And also <laughs> it's kind of silly because um I view country music the same way. Like country music is this genre of music to explore. I'm like, hmm, this all kind of sounds the same to me. I don't know what makes this song more popular than that song. So um Yeah, I I think that if you value, if some of you listeners feel like there are um, music rounds that are all kind of the same, well, you should maybe check out our games or give feedback to your um, trivia hosts that you would like to see more diversity, because sometimes we just don't know better. Exactly. Well, I think that is going to conclude our music discussion, at least for this episode. Um, if there are more subjects that you think we missed or more points you really want us to hit, be sure to send us an email at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hear from your own opinions about what music genres we should play more of and which ones are overplayed.
0: For the sake of brevity, we're going into our keyword uh, challenge now. For those of you who are deciding to listen to your first episode of Quadrivia on episode 28. A keyword challenge is uh, where all of us hosts take a keyword that has been presented to us by a listener. Uh, and we take 10 minutes to write the best question around that keyword that we can, um, this is a very special one for me this week. I, we didn't have a keyword queued up, so I just went into our Quadrivia email and went into the keyword folder and opened the first email. And it said, I would like this to be used on an episode that Corey is on. Here I am to let you know that this week, we are writing a keyword challenge around Blue Ribbon.
1: Just blue to be River. clear,
3: not perhaps Blue Ribbon, like you
1: Just
0: really,
3: really want right now. Yes but just Just, blue ribbon blue ribbon
0: ribbon. Uh, and that is brought to us by tim gomez in cleo springs oklahoma so thank you very much tim and i'm glad that uh, i am getting to use this on an episode that i'm on i hope (laughs) i make you proud uh we're gonna take 10 minutes here comes the porn music
1: hey everyone jason here while the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back from our 10-minute break uh, Four fresh questions written in that short amount of time that seemed like just a few seconds to you plus some poor music, so that's always fun. Um, Calvin, why don't you get us started with your keyword question tonight? Again, the keyword was blue ribbon, so remember that has to appear either in the question or the answer. Now, go ahead, Calvin, whenever you are ready. So,
3: uh, here is my question. Pabst Brewing Company, the makers of your hipster friend's favorite beer, also owns various malt liquor companies like Colt 45, St. Ives, and Schlitz. What is the name of the Schlitz malt liquor product, which shares a name with a far, far more popular beverage that's consumed by partygoers across the world?
0: Clarify here, you're not saying more popular than PBR. Just (laughs) (laughs)
3: popular. Uh, not in the hipster community, but uh, the party-goer community, maybe. <laughs> so Schlitz owns another drink. Or Schlitz makes a malt liquor. What is the name of Schlitz's malt liquor product, which shares a name with a far, far more popular beverage?
1: Oh. Okay, so my two ends on malt liquor would be uh, Mickey's and Old English, or OE. Those are the ones that that I used to drink, but I can't think of anything else that would Mickey's. Maybe. No, that's a. Uh, don't think either of those.
2: I have no idea. I'm I'm shooting. uh, I'm shooting blanks on this one, too.
3: If I were just straight up, ask you, what is the name of a beverage, a popular beverage that's consumed by partygoers across the world?
1: Alcohol. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, so, like is it something that you mix
3: so like something like Jack and Coke or is it like it's the name of a product like it would have okay. like Coca-Cola for example uh, I think this would actually be I think this is a far better malt liquor name than energy drink name but Schlitz produced oh. two malt liquors they had a blue bull and a red bull oh. Oh, <laughs> and their logo is a much bigger red bull than the red bull energy drinks logo and also looks much more
1: like a malt liquor now that i'm on the other end of it i see but man i never would have got there
0: i think even if you had made it a little more uh more of a hint by saying you know what popular drink i still don't think i would have gotten there because i I don't think i've ever heard of that schlitz malt liquor
3: i feel like it, no, there's mean. there's malt liquor and then there's I guess local malt liquor and that's a whole different ball game. So, right. Uh, I will say I think Red Bull is a totally appropriate malt liquor name. So that's oh, my right. defense of <laughs> my question. Have you had it. Uh, I have never had it. So life goal one of these days I guess now that I've asked this question uh, <laughs> is to try it out. All right. I guess I'll go next. Okay.
0: Uh, pabst the company behind pbr which is the greatest beer currently available put its blue ribbon on another product last summer did this literally a wax stamp has been turned into a ribbon on the label and that's fair because it's undoubtedly going to win plenty of them they had some trouble releasing this product though as the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau had a problem with their name claiming it implied certain conditions had been met pressed on this the ttb realized that the conditions are named not defined the pabst set up a process where this product is literally poured through a wooden barrel ensuring it complies with the requirements to be known as what sort of
3: aged spirit might be the longest question i've ever heard (laughs) so i
2: I literally did not have this until you said wooden barrel and then i remember you drinking this on another stream
0: And I was, so obviously, first of all, this would be greatly condensed in a live show. Um, But the, the option here or the intent here was to provide too much information to turn an easy question into something that, you know, maybe they doubt themselves a little bit more. So
3: I'm pretty sure you all know this. Yeah. Especially after you drinking it. (laughs) I didn't remember you drinking it, but is it whiskey? It is. The PBR whiskey.
2: Yeah, Corey was drinking this, I think, on the live stream, actually. And I still, to this day, did not know it existed until he was drinking PBR whiskey, which I thought was just him pouring some PBR whiskey bottle and taking sips.
3: Um, I'm guessing that the, the rule for calling the whiskey says it had to, at some point, Basically, be in a wooden barrel, but they never specified for how long. More, <laughs> more specifically,
0: the TTB said that it um, it has to be aged.
3: Oh, That's so they didn't define of- how long aged is, whether it's the exactly. duration of getting poured poor- <laughs> to another container. They said if it's not aged, then you have to call
0: it a moonshine. Uh, um, PBR was like, no, it's a whiskey. So how long does it need to age? And the TTB, I don't know if this is literally their response, but in the multiple interviews that I've read, this is what I hear every time. The TTB said there's no determined amount of time. It touches wood. It's a whiskey. Hmm. They literally set up a process where the whiskey flows through a barrel at a controlled rate of speed so that it's in contact with the barrel for five seconds. Then it comes out and gets bottled.
3: Just it it to be on... safe, we're gonna do five seconds in case yeah. they say like a second or two is too... malicious. Clients, oh, yeah. it, it yeah. does say on the label "aged five seconds." <laughs> 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 so,
0: I I actually have a bottle sitting on my desk right now,
3: aged uh, five seconds. Well, you're right. That was a fun thing to learn about, even if the core of it was easy. So I appreciated the longer wording. I'm I'm glad I gotta
0: talk about PBR and their whiskey. <laughs> which tastes like okay, I'm not gonna say that. It's not <laughs> it's not a sipping whiskey. So it's a cocktail
3: whiskey. I gotta try a crappy malt liquor and I have to try a crappy whiskey. Man. Make, uh,
2: make a drink
3: with it. Don't just Jeremy, uh... I'm excited to learn about what crappy drink i have to drink. As well. Uh oh.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll jump into my question here. Uh, I'm waiting for Corey's response on this one. When I finish, though. All right. Mine is this: What brewing company, originally started in 1844 and had the I'm original name? Give my of answer now.
0: <laughs> and, had,
2: and had the original name of Best Brewing Company, renamed its flagship beer after winning the title of America's <laughs> Best at the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago in 1893. Yeah thus proving that there must have been a lot of shitty beer back in the late 1800s. One really good one. (laughs) The entire story is also contentious because historical accounts of the event say that no prizes were awarded, and others say that the winner only received a bronze medal, though you wouldn't know that by the full name of the beer, as it has become entrenched in brewing lore that they won a slightly different colored prize.
0: People try to take it away from them, but
3: Pabst earned that blue ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they continue to earn it to this day. So good. I don't know what's more hipster, Pabst or well, actually, Pabst claim of Blue
2: <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the fact that like that beer won like the America's Best Beer Prize or the fact that they started out as Best Brewing Company.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair too. I, I believe that was the last name it of was. the founder. It wasn't the founder, like Jacob <laughs> yeah, Best. Something,
2: yeah, something. Yeah, Jacob Best or something like that. And But it's just funny because, like, ah, I at least come up with a different name Best Brewing. Come on. <laughs> Nobody can be like that for the best.
0: You know what? I think that was about as long as mine, too. Yeah, I, I, I think we both, longer. we both told a story and then said, What is one plus one?
3: <laughs> well, one was immensely more snarky. And I don't <laughs> think it was your score yet. So nah, it,
0: he's just jealous. I know. I like it. I'll I'm a really blue ribbon.
3: This. Jeremy, I <laughs> mean, you could say you could use that in all of your branding.
0: Yep. All right, Jeff, don't let us down here. Right now, Calvin has to drink Red
3: Bull, EPR, Crappy liquor, and, and whiskey. crappy whiskey, and apparently crappy beer now. It's not crappy. <laughs> all right. I won't let you. are you going to make him drink.
1: <laughs> I won't let you down. Here we go. In David Lynch's 1986 film Blue Velvet, Frank Booth, portrayed by Dennis Hopper, has a major disdain for imported beer, most notably mentioning what Dutch beer brand by name. When the brand is brought up, Booth, in a way that would make Corey happy, kindly suggests that they drink Paps Blue Ribbon instead. Hmm. I
2: only noticed because I came, at acro- came across it in my research, so... I'll let the other guys have
3: at it. There's only one Dutch beer I could think of, and that's Heineken. Yeah, that's the only
1: one I know. Is Amstel Amstel
3: Dutch, or is that a different country?
1: I (laughs) think it is, actually. I think you're right. I think
3: Amstel Uh, is. So I know two Dutch beer brands, but I'm pretty sure it's not Amstel. And I'm
1: pretty sure it's Heineken. Yeah. Well, you guys are correct, of course. That is. Heineken. And as soon as I knew that we were going to be talking about Pabst Blue Ribbon a bunch, all I could think of is Dennis Hopper literally yelling, <laughs> Heineken, fuck that shit, Pabst Blue Ribbon. And great. <laughs> I I knew I had to talk about that a little bit. Uh, one of the reasons that I brought up that it was a Dutch beer brand is because um, for some reason, I, I don't know if this is just the way that we view imported beer. Uh, but just so many people view it as like a German style beer. I mean, because I, I, it's just a lager. But I, I know quite a few people m- misremember it as a German beer and might be thrown off when I said Dutch. So that's what I was that I was hoping to maybe get a couple of. Wait, what Dutch brands do I even know? <laughs> I so like you go, now you got to drink Heineken, too. So if you already like Heineken, you could use that as the chaser for all three of the other awful <laughs> things you got to yeah. drink. Alvin, you're going to have a good night. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right. Corey, where can people go if they want to vote on our keyword questions?
0: Well, if you would like to vote on our keyword uh, questions, go to quadriviapodcast.com. quadriviapodcast.com. There will be a link, a link at the top of the page that allows you to go to the keyword challenge. Uh, it'll also direct you to our Discord uh, where you can come hang out with us.
1: All right. Now that that's all done with. The awkward pauses are the best. Yeah, It's always fun trying to come back from those. Corey, fill the awkward pauses with music, please. Will do. Uh,
0: Music round would not, or a music round episode would not complete without a music round. So that's what we're going to do. I've got uh, a music round set up here for you. I have chosen... A themed Play It background for you it is not, uh, it's one that I think is a little bit more difficult. I did that intentionally because y'all are smart and <laughs> I want to see how you do at it. Um, It's not going to be the best examples of some of the practices that we talked about earlier as far as uh, what songs are chosen and stuff. Uh, but also, as was mentioned, with the themed rounds, it's a little bit easier to go with the less obscure or the more obscure stuff. So... Uh, don't hate on me for that. Are you ready?
3: I think I so. my first foray okay. into Play It Back, so oh, I'm, I'm excited. excited. <laughs> well, this one is called "Playback Back the
0: Tired. I'll play back the tired because these are all songs that reference sleeping or uh, something that in some way connects to sleep. You're going to hear a 15-second clip of one of these songs played backwards, and you are supposed to come up with the artist and the title. Uh, If I were grading you, you would get one point for the artist and one point for the title. So only knowing one or the other uh, still keeps you in the game. We are going to overlay the audio for the listeners. You all should have access to the folder that has those clips in them. If you're ready, let's uh, click on number one, right now.
3: Is this an older song?
1: It is. Yeah, I I have this one lights out. I'm glad you do. I, I could be, I could be way off. I know I am a hundred percent sure on the title, ninety five percent sure on the artist.
0: That's and that's one of the things. If I have to do something that's older or going to be less known, I try to make sure that at least one of those two is a lot easier.
2: Um,
0: this is not one that I would expect people to get both artist and title on. But
1: uh, Jeff, as you sound the most certain what do you think i i think that that is mr sandman and i would i think it's the cordets or just cordets yeah, but, but the well I, that's that might be mixing that up but i'm yeah. i'm 100 <laughs> sure that it's mr sandman I was right. Nice job. Perfect. Well, actually, Good job. Yep. I was right on the I was right on the song. Am I right on the artist? You are right on both. That is the nice. cordettes, Mr. Sandman. Uh, let's go on to
0: number two. Uh, and that was
1: number two.
2: I, oh God, I know it, and I can't think of the song. Like it was like one of those. Oh, this sounds really familiar. Um,
1: if I tell you the, uh, if I tell you the name of the title, I think you can get the artist. This is the sound of me struggling because I have no idea.
0: Right, um,
1: Jeff, take it again. Yeah, that's all night long, Jeremy. If if you uh, yeah, want to, okay.
2: all night long. Yeah, okay. If, yeah.
1: Slap on the back half. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, Mr. Oh, Lionel right. Richie.
0: That's right. It's Lionel Richie all night long. Let's uh let's go on to number three.
1: Alright, any thoughts here? I do not have thunder on this one at all. Nope
2: that was definitely a song and it was definitely backwards
1: <laughs>
3: okay
0: all right well then uh without y'all yeah, throwing a guess Let's let's listen to the answer and uh see if you're able to come up with it this way here it is <laughs> i can't stop a brain you know it's three weeks i'm going insane you know i'd give you everything i've got for a little piece of mind
2: i'm so tired
0: and there it is do we have an answer now
2: i've never heard that song before in my life
0: yeah that's i'm, I'm so tired, tired by The beatles. It, it is oh, it is i'm so how, tired by the beatles um and, how deep of a cut is that
1: <laughs> tell <laughs>
0: me about it I, that is a song that i would never use in an audio round otherwise and the only reason there's going to be one other um Not a deep cut age-wise, but uh, only used it because I I started off so strong uh, on this round and quickly ran out of good, viable options. Uh, (laughs) Did not think it would be this hard to find 10 songs that could be connected to sleeping (laughs) or being tired. So um, I figured being Beatles was enough that hopefully people would recognize you know the sound of the Beatles and and get an artist point on that one but i had absolutely zero confidence that anyone would confidently get it perfect you know
1: yeah i can um, i can go back i mean we're on the other side of it now so i can't really prove uh that this was going through my head but the second half of that the second half of the the backwards version sounded a little bit like a beatle to me but i never would have even suggested that like the first yeah. half almost sounded like a woman singing, and then the second half sounded a little bit like a beetle. But
0: it, it is worth
1: noting too that in
0: a, a live show, when I'm, you know, actually hosting this, uh, the clips are going to be heard two to three times by the players, which which does help. Some of those like that uh, it makes it a little bit easier to grab at least a point on it. So
2: I think it's this song, and then the next playthrough, be like, okay, it's definitely get the song a that, it, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, let's uh let's give number four a listen.
2: All
3: right, Calvin, I got this. No, one. you've
0: got this one. All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah,
3: this one's not Eminem sing for the moment, but Aerosmith's "Dream On."
1: Yep, agreed.
3: 't the
0: way Everybody's got the dues in life to pay. And there you have it. Uh, that's a confirmation. Yes, it is. aerosmith Dream on. Um, and uh, something that that we were talking about earlier in the episode, the reason that I, I chose that portion of the song uh, is twofold uh, in this instance. One, because there's some more obscure and more difficult songs in here, I threw some really obvious and really easy uh, ones in here. Like that that clip, I could have chosen another part of the song that would make it a little bit harder to guess. Um, but I didn't want that. And it also went right into the part that everyone's going to join in singing. So that's why we had that there. Uh, <laughs> let's try number five.
2: All right. How are you feeling about that one? Oh, this one I finally have. I know this very, one for sure. I thought very, the other was Dream On, but this one's dead, dead to write. <laughs> oh,
3: don't don't
2: hold back. Oh, I was waiting for anybody else to chime in, but uh, no, that's hey, Calvin, you got a enter- guess on
3: this one? No, go ahead.
2: Uh, that's definitely Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yeah.
0: And that's right. Uh, you got it, Jeremy. Good All job. Right. That was <laughs> that was Metallica. Enter Sandman. Here's number
1: six. Okay, I
3: got this one. Yeah. Okay, I think- finally it, see your point about recognizing the voice and how that it doesn't sound that much different when it's backwards you can still kind of tell who is. it is
2: it, okay so tell me if i'm wrong was this a vici
3: this is a vici
2: okay then I, I got it i wasn't sure but i'm like it sounds like the pick me up when it's over or whatever it is. Yeah. wake me up oh. i think is oh, what it's up. called yeah. Oh, wake me up when it, yeah
0: remember we are doing it themed so yeah mm-hmm. uh that yeah. even it, just being able to recognize the artist can can definitely lead you there uh let's play the answer clip they say i'm caught
1: up in a dream well life will pass me by if i don't open up my eyes so that's fine by me And then the whole
0: bar uh, joins in to keep singing that one, (laughs) which is, of course, Avicii, Wake Me Up. Uh, Here's number seven. Hmm. All right, who's, who's feeling
1: this one? I got nothing on this one. Is it like
3: Taylor Swifty, or am I just finding oh, another? Taylor yeah.
1: Swiftie?
3: Is it Taylor Swiftie. No, it's a little Taylor electronic.
1: Eh. Um, That really breathy part is yeah. kind of throwing me off. Well, we wanna, do you want to hear the uh, answer clip? Yeah. If it's the yeah song I, it, it sounds Kingdom familiar,
2: movie. but I can't uh,
3: place so, it. Is, you were trouble? No, no way.
0: Remember we are uh, themed here
3: Yeah Um,
0: Well I'll I'll go ahead and give you the uh, The answer clip here Uh, Let's give this a
3: listen
1: Well, thanks for backing me up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it didn't sound like Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't place the song though. I still know the name of that song. I know I've heard
1: it's wildest dreams.
2: Have... Wildest that is dreams.
0: Right. That is Taylor Swift' wildest dreams. Uh, let's go on to number eight. Remember, don't shout out the second you recognize it. That is one of those songs uh the reason I said don't shout it out that song even though that's I mean it's it's an easy one in this round but it's it's far from the easiest one every time the bar will go oh or ah, I got it a couple seconds into that one it's I don't know why but
3: uh go ahead and give me your yeah, answers I have, a, I have a guess that's I'll yeah, propose is it I, Green Day
1: uh, wake me up when September ends yeah that's absolutely Billy Joel's voice or Billy Joel Billy Joe's voice <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel.
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's give 108 to play There you go. Uh, Gave you the answer. I am an
2: awful Green Day fan because I did not. I I almost felt like there were too many instruments for that to be. When September ends, it's the end of the song. It is the end of the song. Yeah, Yeah. and it was like
0: uh... that's something that uh, that I play. I I spend a little too much time sometimes (laughs) making these audio clips, but you'll see that sometimes. That's a really good example. That song. If I had played the that portion of this. Uh, lyrics from earlier in the song, it would have been a, a lot, lot easier, easier
3: to yeah. get. Yeah, like more. It's, with that little riff, uh, the d d. that kind yeah. of is. Yeah, so, the drums so are really yeah, to identifiable
1: are too.
0: Yeah. Sometimes just going later in the song, picking a different part makes it a little bit.
2: And uh, as I realized it's so like, no, it's definitely Wait Me Up with Stem Brands with the first listen through. Uh, I, I immediately <laughs> ruled that out because of how loud and how many instruments there were. Like in my I, head, it was like, no, that's not Green Day. I tricked you. You did.
0: <laughs> All right, let's give number nine a listen.
1: Hmm.
0: I think I, think I went a little more difficult on that one, but uh, gettable. What are you. What are you guys thinking?
1: That. The bass line is really standing out to me, but I can't, I can't put it anywhere where I need it to be.
3: I'm
2: in Jerry? No, I'm in the same spot. Like I'm like, I, there's part of me where if I listen this a few times, maybe I can finally pull it out, but it's just not like something is familiar and it's not clicking. And I also suck at the backwards song, like uh, fully admit that.
0: Uh, well, then, uh, all right, let's, let's give the answer clip a listen.
2: How do you feel about it now?
3: Still don't think I heard the song before.
2: <laughs> I, I could, You know, the funny thing is I couldn't tell you who the artist is. I know I've heard the song before, and now I'm like, yeah, that's totally that song. But I don't remember who does that. That's The Romantics.
0: Ah. Yes, that is The Romantics, talking in your sleep. Uh, before I have you play number 10, you know how sometimes you do those current event questions, and then you go look at them, two, three years later, and you're like, I have no idea, and I can't believe that was a good question at the time. That's what number 10 is. Okay. It um, got some attention. It, it was being played uh, when I made this round. Okay. and kind of thought that, that this artist would would blow up a little bit more. It went nowhere as far as I know. Uh, I guess it's,
2: I'm wide awake.
0: <laughs> that would have been a much better one, <laughs> like, I promise you feel bad if you don't get this. That's all I'm saying. Let's play number
3: 10.
0: So, what are we
3: thinking? God, it just sounds like every like modern, emotionally kind of male singer out there you're um i don't even know his name's like
2: <clears throat> on legend i don't know
3: oh. i think it's younger than that like you uh, lewis capaldi's or something like that but you said um, not popular <laughs> or didn't get as popular good. as he should have been
0: yeah it uh this would have been early 2019 early early 2019 to early summer 2019 um all right in like australia and uk um most of europe but is it it khalid no it's not khalid made it onto the top 40 in in the us but
3: uh
0: let's let's just give it a uh, the answer a listen Right. Do you recognize that song at least? I've heard the song before. Yeah, it, it got like said, it got some radio play. But, uh, yeah. Then he just he, they haven't really been doing much since
2: then. Any no idea what is. title. I'm gonna guess. I'm, I'm so it. tired because he said it. But yeah, I have no idea.
1: The Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: that is Lauv. I'm so tired. Lauv. L a u v
1: yeah and of- it,
0: again, at the time that uh, that I first wrote this round, I believe a handful of teams got this. They said it, it was being played on the radio. It was getting some attention then.
3: Is there another artist that's on that one? Yeah, there is a featured artist, the Troy something something.
0: Troy Savan. Uh, okay. who technically on this artist, this this uh, track is credited as uh, Lauv and Troy Sivan, kind of like the Taylor Swift and Zayn song. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I only need or want Lauv because it is from Lauv's album. All right. Well, that was all 10 of them. You guys, you, you did pretty well on it. Uh, the only ones you had trouble with were intentionally more difficult ones. So uh, now you've all experienced the backwards round.
1: Yeah. I like those questions a lot. And the first few questions really gave me uh an unfounded sense of uh purpose and and like oh i could totally nail this nope yeah second second half no thanks
0: i found <laughs> that it's a lot safer for me to do that when i'm doing the backwards rounds put some of the more easy ones up front uh just to kind of quiet the people that would otherwise be vocally like this is stupid <laughs> yeah this, this is always around that new people complain about it first And then learn to love, or at least I convince them they love it and they fall for it.
2: (laughs) Uh, Gaslighting at its finest.
0: It works. All right. Um,
2: That's it. I'm done. I think it's time that we get the hell out of here. Well then,
1: uh, as we get out of here, Jeff, where can everybody find you? Um, You can find me uh, on Twitch and all of the social places uh, at RMT trivia as in Riddle Me This. Uh, I stream uh, trivia on Wednesday evenings and I post nonsense memes at all the other places. All right. Corey, how about you? Uh, Well, you can find me uh,
0: in Spokane or most of North Idaho, uh, or you can check me out on Facebook, find Third Degree Entertainment. And I'm also starting tomorrow, so like three weeks ago for y'all, back on my monday nights on twitch trivia every monday night on twitch at twitch.tv slash third degree entertainment i'd love to have y'all come join me there that should be about 7 30 p.m pacific time
2: 8 30 mountain 9 30 central 10 30 eastern for those listeners out there and then uh for anybody in another country i'm not gonna do all the but
3: (laughs) (laughs) there's google for that all right calvin Uh, You can find me online at footnotetrivia.com and on Twitter as well. And, yeah, that was a fun reverse music round, Corey. I look forward to seeing some of those on your Twitch stream. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Jeremy, you want to take us out?
2: All right, I'll take us out. I am Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lkjeremy. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at at J-R-W-G. Uh, And for us, you can send us an email with your questions, uh, theme round, or uh, keyword suggestions at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at quadriviapod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash quadriviapod, or you can go to our website, quadriviapodcast.com, where you can vote on the keyword challenge and uh, see what else Corey has uh, done there for us. So... (laughs)
0: Not much, don't get your hopes up, don't get excited. All right, but go there anyways because maybe if people start visiting the site, I'll start doing more.
2: <laughs> all right, well, then until next time, our famous outro is this.
3: I have to pee so bad.